Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, weekly doses of language learning tips and motivation to help you become fluent in any language. With me, Ollie Richards. Hello. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. This is episode 339. My God, I, if you told me this when I was sitting down trying to figure out how to record my first podcast episode like four years ago, four and a half years ago, and you said, Ollie, you will still be here 338 episodes later, I would have said, I would have laughed you out of the room. That's what would have happened. It's quite cool. I think it's cool that I've been doing this for so long. I'm going to keep it up too. However, I have noticed, because actually I went I went to, um, to iTunes today because I wanted to read out a couple of reviews from you lovely people. Um, thank you for leaving those reviews. So I went review hunting and i saw in 2019 at least in in the in the kind of international itunes store we've had one new review on the podcast just one so we need to get more reviews on the podcast right otherwise what's going to happen is it's going to sink down the rankings and no one's going to find it and it's going to fade out into obscurity and nobody wants that so here's a request from me please go and leave a review of the podcast on the itunes store if you haven't already done so i'd be supremely grateful i read all of them um so i will be sure to look out for yours uh is it the itunes store or is it i see i don't even know what these things are anymore the podcast store for apple or whatever in fact i guess i should probably look at different at different uh places right do people leave reviews on spotify i you can get this podcast on spotify you know but I have no idea if you can actually leave reviews there. Anyway, wherever you get your podcasts, please go and leave a review. I would really appreciate it. It would help me out. And I will uh, make a point of going back and looking through all of the reviews that come in because I really love to see those. So just a little request from me. Yes, another one. I know. But you can indulge me. Thank you for indulging me. I appreciate it. <laughs> all right. I'm going to thank the sponsors of the show, the fantastic italki. And italki, um, what can I say? What can I say that I haven't already said about italki, other than they are fantastic? They have fixed the button on the page, on the, on the landing page, which uh, was stopping some people registering for the free lesson that you can get through this podcast. Um, but they fixed it now, which means you can go and get your free lesson with italki. It's $10 worth of free credit that you can put towards any teacher or teachers that, uh, that you would like. So you can start speaking your target language today which is a supremely important thing to be doing, as you know. And if you'd like to get that free lesson, you can go to IWillTeachYouALanguage.com forward slash free lesson, and you will click the link on the button that is now working. And that will take you to a place where you can register for italki and get your, get your free lesson. All right, then. Very interesting question today. Again, another email question. It's come through from Andrew in the UK. And... Um, Andrew says, Hi Ollie, honestly mate, your podcasts are so very helpful and I've told many folks about them. Well done. Thank you, Andrew. He goes on. Quick question. And it is a quick question, which I appreciate, Andrew. I appreciate you leaving a quick question because sometimes I get questions which are like two pages long and it takes longer for me to read the question than it does to answer them. So quick questions are definitely the way to, to get through to me. Um, so, he, so Andrew says, I'm from the UK learning Lao. Because I work here and love the people, culture, and script, etc. What, if any, is the benefit of daily journaling in Lao and reviewing it with my teacher? My, my priority is speaking, but I also find writing very enjoyable. That's an interesting question. 
Now, a couple of things I want to just point out from like a few initial thoughts that spring to mind. First of all, if you find anything enjoyable that feels like a productive language learning activity, and I'm not talking about YouTube or Netflix here, but like, you know, an activity like writing in a foreign language that you find enjoyable, that should be one of the your sort of key indicators of how you should be spending your time. In general, I think people don't do enough of what they enjoy. I think it's extremely important, very motivating, very sort of, you know, makes, makes things fun, makes it more likely you're going to continue doing what you're doing. So, just like because we could just, I could just stop there I could say Andrew if you find it writing enjoyable then do it um and I think I do I that's exactly what I think but I won't stop there I'll I'll, I'll carry on a bit um, I think you should do writing because uh, a because it's something that you find enjoyable um but b because it's very effective now why is it effective you of course obviously you said that your priority is speaking okay so what could be the benefits of of writing let me say first of all that I write daily i journal daily i do it in english actually because my daily journaling is you know i i do it to organize my thoughts i find that i have like i have so many ideas and thoughts flying around my head i can't i can't shut them up sometimes <laughs> i actually listen to podcasts to fall asleep often because i have so if i just lie in bed right what happens is that i just have so many ideas that my mind just stay racing until four o'clock in the morning and i can't sleep so i have to kind of distract myself from um all my various thoughts and i find that podcasts are actually really helpful to do that so i'll put on some kind of fairly calm uh, not particularly interesting podcast and uh, that helps me get to sleep uh, which is a total tangent, but I thought, you know, that's <laughs> one of my uh, current quirks. But anyway, I, I am, um, why, why on earth was I telling you? Yeah, because I, because I have lots of ideas. And so what I find is that for me, what I've just sort of discovered is that one of the most, one of the strongest causes of stress is unresolved thoughts and unresolved ideas. And this is different for everybody, I know, but I've always found that for me, one of the things that triggers stress or anxiety or whatever is having thoughts or ideas, things that I want to do, things that I'm thinking about, issues in my life or my work that are unresolved because it just creates all these open loops in your brain. And the single best way to de-stress, to kind of get your thoughts organized, to get a handle on what's going on in your life is actually to sit down and write. Because it forces you to organize your ideas. And in particular, what I do is I have a, I have a, I have a like a lovely leather bound notebook that I got from Tokyo Hands in Japan. So I don't know where you can get these in the UK. There's a nice kind of leather, um, that big leather uh, notebook and, and the inside of it is refillable. So you've got a lovely kind of leather outside and then you can kind of, if you go to Japan to Tokyo Hands, then you can buy these refills. Uh, where you're going to insert this lovely kind of off, off-white uh, pack of um, nice, big, plain paper. And I just like freeform, stream of consciousness, just start writing. I can quite easily sit down of a morning and spend uh, an hour just, just writing. And I, I don't structure it. I just write whatever's coming out of my mind. And just that process of writing, I find is so helpful in terms of clarifying things, organizing my thoughts. Um, I, to be clear, I don't, do it for an hour every morning, um, just because it—that's you know—an hour in the morning for me is very valuable. Uh, but I could easily do it. I could very easily spend that time journaling because it's just like it's what gets my 
my thoughts out of my head and onto paper and it helps structure and organize my thoughts, et cetera, et cetera. So I think all of this is to say that I think that journaling is just a fantastic thing to do anyway. Now, if you're doing it in a foreign language, what happens? Well, you slow down for a start. You're going to do it. You're going to be writing a lot slower. And that is just something you kind of have to have to, to deal with. You're also not going to be able to express yourself in writing um, the way that you want. So you, it's going to be like an ongoing compromise that you're going to have to be happy to live with, like knowing that the stuff that you're writing is probably a dog's dinner, but it, you know, but that's not the point. So what are the benefits of actually writing, daily writing in your target language? Right. Well, first of all, and most importantly, I think, is that you review and consolidate the things that you've been learning recently. So however you study, when it comes to writing, it gives you the opportunity to look back through what you've been learning and actually use that stuff. It's not easy to be speaking all the time, right? But writing, the great thing about writing is it gives you time to think, to stop and think. You can go back and search for a word, look over your grammar notes, wherever it may be. This is something that you can, that you can do. And writing is a great enabler of that. So it helps you to just strengthen your, your memory and your understanding and your, and, and your learning in general. It's a great way just to recap and consolidate. The, the next thing is that it helps you to experiment with grammar and pose questions to yourself. When it comes to grammar, sentence structure, word order, things like that, people, I think, approach this question by thinking, well, how do I learn it the right way? How do I learn correct grammar? But it's not, it doesn't work like that. The process of getting to correct grammar in a language is an ongoing process of trial and error, experimenting, getting things wrong, screwing things up, getting feedback, learning, trying again, it's it's an ongoing iterative process of just trying stuff out that, and that, and then eventually you kind of just gradually refine your your understanding and your usage of grammar to the point where eventually it just becomes second nature a bit like those ice sculptors you know where they have a big block of ice and they kind of chisel away around the edges and you you've got no idea what they're doing but they kind of patiently work away, like trying, well, I guess they're not trying things out. They know what they're doing, but, but, you know, eventually after a very long time, the sculpture emerges from the ice. And this is what it's like to learn grammar. And so by, 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 by writing, what you're doing is you're just engaging in the thought process. You're engaging in the task of thinking, of thinking about grammar. Okay, what is this grammar? What is, how does it work? What's, what's correct? Where is the truth? And you're just kind of trying your best and gradually moving towards a place of really internally uh, internalizing and understanding that, uh, that grammar. So it's this interactive process of question, questioning and answering that really helps you. The writing is very, very good for writing also throws up new vocabulary that you'll have to look up. You will find yourself writing and you'll think, um, you know, yesterday I went, you were going to write down yesterday. I went to the shop and I thought, Oh, what's that word? I don't know that word. And so you have to look up that word. And so it's a great way just to learn new vocabulary. It also exposes what's known as your interlanguage. Interlanguage. Now, what's interlanguage? Interlanguage is your current state of learning. Right? So if you imagine that there's stuff in the language that you already know well, and then the stuff that you don't know yet, everything in between, which is like a kind of grey nebulous cloud of confusion and thoughts and ideas, that's your interlanguage. It's where you're at right now. And by writing, you 
you're forced to just do your best and give it your best shot. And so, and when you after you've done that, what you're left with on the paper is proof of where you are and a very a very kind of clear record of where your language learning currently is. And that's kind of it's not just good for posterity, but it's kind of very useful for your teacher because your teacher can look at that and very clearly say, "Hey, you know what? You know what? You are Andrew, you are making this mistake over and over again. Let's work on this. So if I was a teacher, if I was teaching you and I was looking at your daily journaling, I would think, well, this is a gold mine because I can just see here in black and white exactly what you're struggling with and where you are at in general. So writing makes very clear your interlanguage and it gives your teacher something very clear and accurate to feed back on. It also provides evidence of progress. It's super important to recognize progress and we don't do enough of that, I think. And so when you are, if you, if you do journal daily, then you can look back to previous weeks and months and see how far you've come. Language learning is often, often feels very intangible. You don't know when you're making progress, but by writing, that is evidence right there in front of you. The other thing, well, the last thing I'm going to say is that writing if it matches your learning style, so if like if if you're someone like Andrew who really likes writing and enjoys journaling, then this is a great way to kind of combine one particular skill with something that you like. Because whenever you can do that, it's going to enhance your learning. So lots and lots of benefits for writing. You don't have to do it. I'm not a big writer in other languages, I have to say, just because I, I find it too slow and frustrating. But that's not to say I shouldn't. I almost certainly should. Uh, but I think it's got to be something that you kind of do consciously um, because you like it and you can you can see the benefits and you feel the benefits when you do it um, as well. So what, I'm going to end by just giving you a tip here because it, when I've done this in the past, what I found is I, so I've done some writing. I've taken it to my teacher. My teacher's kind of looked at it, gone through it, given me notes and feedback. And then more often than not, and this is just me, I will kind of take that away and not really act on that feedback. And I think it's very easy to kind of get feedback on writing and then not learn the lessons from it if you don't take the time to sit down and go through it. So once you've done some writing, and you've had feedback from your teacher, I think it's really important then the next day or later on to kind of go back through that and just tr- really make sure that you understand and internalize the feedback that you're getting. Why why have has this correction been made? What are the the errors that you keep making that your teacher is pointing out? Really take stock of that, and then then right away sit down, do some writing, and implement that stuff that you just learned. It's got to be a, an ongoing circular process of feedback, and you've got to take that feedback and put the time in to, to to really absorb that feedback. It's really on you, you know. Writing forces you to take responsibility, and there are many layers of responsibility that you can take. But I think to really make the most of it, you've got to not only do the writing in the first place, but then also take the time to absorb the feedback from your from your teacher. So I hope that's helpful, Andrew. I really I really think it's a great thing to do. And also, you know, in a lang- with a language like Lao, where you don't have a lot of resources in general, and you're probably reliant reliant on speaking disproportionately, I think writing would be a great way to just vary that up a little bit. So that is Andrew's question. If you'd like to ask me a question, please go to IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash ask in order to do that. I've already made my shameless call for reviews for the podcast, so I won't repeat that. But on the topic of writing, um, last year 
I was at the Polyglot Conference in Ljubljana in Slovenia and uh, I heard a very interesting talk by Lindsay Williams from Lindsay Does Languages. And Lindsay was, um, she just, I think she'd just been getting into writing in her own language learning. And she was talking about all the benefits and how, how, how helpful she had found it. And so I just actually went to her website and had a look at w- whether she's produced something about that. And she's got a great blog post with a bunch of writing resources. And so she has kind of got things like um, writing prompts. So like a bunch of questions that you can use to kind of uh, to, to stimulate and inspire your writing. So I'll put a link to this in the show notes because I think it's, it's <clears throat> excuse me, if this is something you want to do, if you want to do a bit more writing, then this might be really, really helpful. She also talks about like uh, writing on social media and um, and other kind of apps and things like that. So if you're interested in writing, I'll put a link to Lindsay's, Lindsay's blog post, which is from uh, July last year in the show notes of this post so you can follow that through if you want she's also got a quite a cool little video um just giving an overview of writing in general for a foreign language and uh, to get all of this along with the bullet point notes from what i've said today you can go to i will teach you a language.com episode th- sorry that's not right you can go to in fact i didn't mention the forward slash that's what was wrong i will teach you a language.com forward slash thank you episode 339 that's i will teach you a language.com forward slash episode 339 thanks for listening and i'll see you back in the next episode of the podcast thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast i really hope you enjoyed it and if you do enjoy the podcast then you're going to love some of the email courses that i've created these are completely free email courses which are written specifically for different languages and different levels I've spent years writing these things, so whether you are an intermediate Spanish learner or a French beginner or Japanese advanced, whatever it may be, I've got email courses that give you some of my best tips for learning those languages at different levels. So whether you're struggling with how to get started, whether you want to know how to understand native speakers when they're talking really quickly at you, whether you want to get better at learning grammar, I've got stuff for you that I send out completely free over email. If you'd like to get these tips, then please go to IWillTeachYouALanguage.com forward slash tips. That's IWillTeachYouALanguage.com forward slash tips, T-I-P-S, and I'll get them sent out to you right away.